0: Welcome back to Sister Allie Cat's T, where we talk about all things church related. My name is Allison C. Holt, and I am your host. Now on today, we are going to finish up a two-part series called Embrace the Call. Listen, guys, we are having a throwback moment here. We are going all the way back to 2017. We're picking up a word that God gave to me from 2007. I pinned the the word, the scriptures that he gave to me. And here today on this second portion, we are going to finish up those notes. And we're going to see what the Lord has to say to us here in 2023. Listen, this word is relevant. It was relevant in 2023. 07 or 2007 and it is relevant today here in 2023. Now listen, we ended up on the sixth verse of Jeremiah chapter 1. We started at the first and we ended at the sixth. Now we are coming to the seventh verse and on this episode we're going to do it just a little bit different. I am going to read from the scripture so we will have an idea of what my notes are actually talking about. Listen, guys, I have come a long way since 2007. And as I begin to read my notes, just being transparent here, when I begin to read my notes, there are some things in my notes that I didn't know what I was talking about. My God from Zion. But we are going to go and read these notes and we are going to decipher what the Lord was talking or speaking back in 2007. And we are going to relate it for us here today in 2020. Now, listen, guys, I have on my notes that Jesus began to ask Peter three times if he loved him because we're talking about embracing the call. We're talking about doing the work of the Lord. We're talking about saying yes to God. And no to the devil. We're talking about that we're not afraid of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're talking about no devil from the pits of hell can take what we have on the inside of us concerning the kingdom of God away from us. We are talking about going forth and accomplishing the work of the Lord. The word of the Lord being in his hands. <coughs> Excuse me. Like I say, that's the enemy being his hands, being his feet, being his mouthpiece here in this day and in this age when the enemy is taken out, when the enemy is destroying God's people and the church, my God, from Zion, it's as though the church is blinded to what's really going on in the spiritual realm. But listen, we're not blind to what's really going on we're not blind to the acts and actions of the devil we are not blind to what God will have us to do in this day and age why are we not blind because we are we're inviting God in we're asking God to show us we're asking God to use us we are accepting the call we are are ex- accepting the invitation like we like we read about in the last episode? How the king sent out, <coughs> excuse me, to the original uh, ones that were invited to the marriage dinner. He sent his, his servants out to bid them to come. The marriage dinner was ready, and listen, these people. Ignored the servants. These people uh, didn't go. These people actually kill the servants because they did not want to go in and do, or go in to the marriage dinner. And we know what that means. We know it's going to do the will of the Lord. My God from Zion. That's what we liking it too. But listen here, in my notes, Jesus is asking Peter three times if. He loves him. And all three times Peter said to Jesus, uh, Yes, Lord, I love you. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Peter, do you love me? Jesus, why are you continue to ask me this this is this is the cats version why are you asking me this yes I love you and what did Jesus tell him Jesus told Peter to feed my sheep to proclaim the gospel to preach his word to the lost house of Israel my God from Zion does anybody love the Lord here today well if you said yes Jesus is telling you, to feed his sheep he's telling you to answer the call he's telling you not to turn your back on him and go in the other direction listen we're down to verse 7 and i am going to read the actual scripture It's uh, it's coming from the king james version i'm going to read the scripture first and then we are going to delve into my notes to see and uh, we can decipher what I was talking about. Uh, it's funny to me, but because I know I have come a long way. Listen the scripture, Jeremiah 1 verse seven. But the Lord said unto me, say not I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Listen, God told Jeremiah basically the same thing he told Moses. Do not be fearful. Whatsoever I command thee, you shall speak. Don't fear. God had not given us the spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. And we can find that in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Jesus said, Take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. So we don't have we don't have a reason to be fearful. It is not you that speaks. This is what Jesus is telling us. It's not you that speaks, but it's the Spirit of God through you. It's the Holy Spirit that speaks through us, not our words. So we have no reason to fear but listen that's a very thin line that we do not want to let pride come in sneak its ugly head in there listen been there done that we do not want to go out and say oh well i don't have to uh seek the lord i don't have to study the Word of God. I don't have to do the things that are required to hear what the Spirit is speaking to the church. We don't want that demon, that pride, that arrogance, that halting, that spirit of ego, that spirit of rebellion, disobedience, vanity to come in. We want to do what it takes so we can hear actually what the Spirit is speaking unto the church. Yes, that's what we want to do. Even when Jesus says, take no thought, that does not mean that we do not have to do the requirements. We do not have to do the preparations. Remember, we talked about the preparations in the first episode. We have are required to be prepared. We are required to be have the preparations put in order. Listen, required to be re- prepared means that we have to pray. We have to read the Word of God. We have to seek His face. We have to do what it requires to keep us in the Spirit in order for us to hear the things of the Spirit. Amen and amen. Jesus said, he, listen, goes right into it. Jesus said, he that abideth in me. If we dwell in Jesus, if we get close to him, in order to get close to somebody, we got to conversate. We got to have a conversation with them. Jesus said, He that abideth in me, and I in him, because if you conversate with me, I'm going to conversate with you. If you abide in me, I'm going to abide in you. The scripture says, the same bringeth forth much fruit. When you open your mouth and speak, the spirit is going to speak in much fruit is going to come from you. You're not going to open your mouth and say things and the fruit fall down to the ground and die and bear no fruit. Fruitless works. You're not going to have fruitless works. When you abide in Jesus Christ and he abides in you, you will bring forth much fruit. Your fruit will remain. Come on, somebody. That is because he is on the inside of us. Yes, my God, from Zion, we will bear much fruit. Listen, we're going to go to verse 8. We're not going to be in here long. We're going to go to verse 8. And it reads Be not afraid of their faces. And we're talking, and God is speaking to Jeremiah here. Be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Listen, it reminded me apparently of Ezekiel's commission. God repeatedly told him not to be afraid of the people. I got from Zion. A lot of times we, as we spoke about, In the previous episode, you got to go out and listen to that episode. Uh, I I asked the question, why did I run? Why did I say no? And the people was one of those uh, uh, answers or one of those on the list, I should say. People was on the list. And, And Ezekiel, God repeatedly told Ezekiel, just as he's telling Jeremiah here, not to be afraid of the people. God told Ezekiel they were a rebellious nation. They were stiff-hearted, a stiff-hearted people. Listen, God understands. He understands their nature. He, listen, God made them so he know what they can do, what they can accomplish, how uh, um, wicked they can be. God already knows all of this. That's why he's saying, do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of their faces. My God from Zion, he told Ezekiel they were a rebellious house. They were, they were rebelling against God. So why what makes you think they're they, were, they are not going to rebel against you? They're a rebellious nation. My God from Zion that I, honey, listen, I know some rebellious people. My God don't want to let go of that spirit. That spirit of Pharaoh Chasing don't want to let go and know that the battle has already been won. Know that the battle, the battle has been lost on their side. They know these things, but because they're rebellious and got a Pharaoh spirit living on the inside, they can't let go. My God from Zion, I got a little bit off track there, but we're going to get back on track. God told Ezekiel, they were a rebellious nation. They were stiff-hearted, a stiff-hearted people. God told him not to be afraid of them. Why are you afraid? Don't be afraid of these people. Nor, don't be afraid of their words. Nor dismay. Don't be broken at their looks. Because they look at you strange. Why? Because the words that come out of their mouth are evil and wicked. Don't be afraid of them. You have no reason. I am God. And besides me, there is no other. Don't be afraid of their looks. Don't be broken because of their looks. Don't be sad because of their looks. Don't be dismayed because of their looks. God told Ezekiel to speak his word, whether they hear it or whether they forbear it, whether they hear it and take it in or whether they don't. He told Ezekiel not to be rebellious like these people, like the house of Israel. Don't be rebellious like them. So what did Ezekiel do? Ezekiel opened his mouth. And he preached the gospel of Jesus, well, not of Jesus Christ, but he preached the word of God. Listen, you can find that in Ezekiel, the second chapter, starting at the 6th verse through the 10th. But I encourage you to read the whole chapter. That's Ezekiel 2, 6 through 10. Also, I am reminded of Gideon. And these are examples of God calling these people to do his will. Listen, we talked about this in in the first episode, how God is still he's looking for. He's looking for another Ezekiel. He's looking for another Gideon. He's looking for a David. He's looking for a Moses in our time in the 20th century. He's looking for a Peter. He's looking for a Paul. Come on, somebody. He's looking for a Stephen as they stone Stephen to Stephen was looking unto heaven and asking God, praying for the very ones that was killing him at that moment. Lord, forgive them because they know not what they are doing. God is looking for somebody who's going to stand in the midst of confusion. Who's going to stand in the midst of wickedness in this 20th century. Who's going to stand out and stand for God and say, not so. God said this, this, and this. God said this. I didn't say it. God said it. Therefore, I am going to stand on what God said. I'm not going to uh, break down and and, uh, um, be politically correct and go along with man. Who are we going to choose? Whose side? We back to that. Back to what Prophetess Tiffany Montgomery said. Whose side? Are we gonna be on? Are we gonna be? If we're gonna serve God, let's serve God. If you're gonna serve Baal, let's serve Baal. That's what Elijah said to the prophets. Who said you no longer, no longer is the people of God standing or halting between two opinions? God say, no longer. Will I allow it to happen. Either you're going to be on my side, you're going to serve me, or you're going to serve the devil. There is no in-between. Listen, God is separating the wheat from the test. Listen, in the beginning, God said, the, the man said, you know, some of the enemy went in, the people planted their garden. Come on, let's talk about it. The people planted their garden. They went to sleep. And in the mist, in the nighttime, when the enemy, when you are asleep, your flesh is asleep. The enemy comes in, in your dreams, in the spirit realm and plant wickedness on the inside. And the servants came back to the, to, the, to the master and said, when the wheat begin to come up, they are tares. Do you want us to go and pluck up the tares? The master said, no. Let the wheat grow with the tares or let the tares grow with the wheat. Let it all come up together because when the time of picking, when the time of harvest has come, then we will separate the wheat from the tares and the tares will go into the fire. Come on, somebody. We're just talking here on tonight. Listen, God is separating the wheat from the tares. God is separating, making a separation. No longer will he allow a middle ground. Why? Because he's soon to come. God is getting his people ready for that great day. There's a great day ahead of us. There's a future Where he's going to come and take his people. And he is getting us ready. Listen. We got to choose. We got to choose a side. And thank God for the prophetess. We got to choose a side. Come on. Come on somebody. Choose whom you will serve. This day. I don't know about you. But I serve the God that answers by fire. My God from Zion. I'm also reminded of Gideon the call of Gideon Gideon was reluctant to answer the call. Gideon felt like he was a nobody. We can read this in Judges 6 and 6 God delivered Israel into the hands of the Midianites back in Gideon's day they cried unto God because of their harsh treatment and God gave ear. God heard them. God heard their cry. Listen God will hear your cry. My God from Zion. God called Gideon to be their deliverer. My God, from Zion, Israel had been oppressed for so long that Gideon himself doubted that it was God speaking to him. Has anybody experienced that? You've been in oppressed for so long. You've been down for so long. You've been depressed for so long. You've been uh, uh, without finances for for so long. You've been without uh, sustenance for so long that when it comes to you, you're wondering: Is this really what it is? Is this really God? Is this really money? Is this really... Uh, um, am I really happy? Come on, somebody! Is it real? Or am I dreaming? Oh my God, the Zion. Gideon wanted a sign that God really was speaking to him and was going to give Israel, was going to save Israel by his hand. Gideon asked God three different times for a sign before he committed to the call. Listen, my God from Zion, Gideon had his faith wasn't in a place where it should have been. So therefore, Gideon wanted reassurance from God. He wanted to strengthen his faith. He wanted to know without a shadow of a doubt that it was God speaking to him. First of all, is this you, God? You got to show me that this is you before I commit to this call wherewith you have called me. Because listen, I am just a poor uh, servant I'm, I'm i'm the least in the house of Manasseh. I'm, I'm the least my family is the least manessa is the least one why are you calling on me to do such a great thing honey god is god and he used whomever he want to use it don't matter where you come from who you who your people it don't it does not matter who who your people are. Come on, somebody get it twisted. Oh, I come from this place and I come from that place. I've been poor. I've been, I came from poverty. Listen, God don't care that you came from poverty. God don't even care that you're living in poverty right now. Listen, listen to me. My God from Zion, been there, done that. But I'm on this podcast telling you, thus said the Lord. I'm on this podcast encouraging you to go forth and answer the call and accept the invitation. Lord, that urge that you feel on the inside, yes, that's God. That is God telling you. That is God calling you. That is God pulling you. That is God urging you to come into his kingdom and do his will. Come on somebody. My God from Zion, Gideon asked God three times for a sign before he committed to the call. And we can't, and we, we can't even wait for one sign. Lord, help us. Talking about three signs, we can't even wait for one in this day and age that we're living in. The first sign uh, was the sign that it was God speaking to him. The second sign was that God was going to deliver Israel by his hand, Gideon's hands. Gideon wanted assurance. His faith needed some strength. And the third sign was the re- assurance again that it was God. Gideon wanted to know without a shadow of a doubt. Listen, Gideon said, I'm going to put this fleece out on the ground, God, and I want the fleece to be dry and everything around it. Or, or the first one actually was the fleece to be wet and everything else around it dry. And listen, God did it. God, when Gideon went the next morning and got the fleece, it was so drenched would uh, do that Gideon could squeeze out the water. My God from Zion, everything else around it was dry. But see, sometimes we have a lack of faith. Sometimes the enemy get in there and speak to our mind and say, you know what? Maybe that was an act of nature. Maybe something took place. Maybe, just maybe that wasn't God that did that. Maybe it was something else that took place to have the fleece wet and the ground dry. So listen, God, I'm going to ask you one more time. Please don't get mad at me. Don't get mad, God. But listen, this is what I want you to do. This time, I want the fleece to be dry, and I want the ground all around it to be wet. Listen, God did not... Uh, uh, change words with Gideon honey God did exactly because God had a work for Gideon to do and he knew the heart of Gideon he knew that Gideon liked faith so he needed to encourage him he needed to uplift his faith so what did God do honey listen the fleece was dry and the ground all around the fleece was soaking wet listen God don't make no mistakes God do what he do my from Zion whatever is needed God has it for you. Whatever you need to get up and answer the call, to embrace the call, to do what God has called you to do. Listen, God is there for you because he know what he put on the inside. Listen, I'm telling you my testimony. Honey, I ran from God and first... But now that my eyes have been opened, that I'm no longer ignorant to the devices of the devil. Listen, God ain't got to tell me to get up and do nothing. Listen, I am still in a struggle. I'm still in a battle. I know that I fight against demons uh, uh, that want me to not do the will of God. And I can call those spirits out. But no, we're not not on the inside source right now. We're going to talk about that on the inside source. But yes, the enemy will come up against you. And you think it's yourself, but it's the devil. It's the agents of the devil praying, huh that you don't do the will of God. Come on somebody that you fail in the work of God, that you're like a daisy, that you're lethargic, that you're too tired, you're exhausted. You don't want to do it. Come on, somebody. These are spirits that can be sent in your direction. But listen here. God knows what he has placed on the inside of you. And if you have the mind to do it, you're going to do it. There cycles. We talk about those cycles in episode one. We touched on it. Let me say that. We touched on those cycles because those cycles will be talked about in the inside source. But we touched on the cycles, the cycles of of the devil. One day you're feeling good. You want to do the will of the Lord. You want to read your Bible. You want to dance. You want to sing. You want to do whatever it takes. But the next day, you're like a daisy. You're lethargic. You're exhausted. That's a spirit, honey. That is a spirit. Spirit take it from me, I know it firsthand. That's a spirit. But however, God knows what he placed on the inside of you. He know what you can accomplish in his kingdom. Therefore, if you ask him, if you ask God to make the fleece wet and the ground dry, God is going to do it for you. If you ask him to make the uh, fleece dry and the ground soaking wet, God would do it for you. If it's to encourage your faith, it's to increase your faith so you can get out there and do the will of the Lord. Listen, take it For me, I'm an example. I'm a witness. I'm a testimony to the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Listen, Gideon had too many soldiers. God wanted to deliver the people. Listen at this. Gideon had too many, too many soldiers. God said, proclaim to the people. Whosoever is fearful and afraid... Come on, somebody. Let him return home. Listen, over two-thirds. Can you hear me? Over two-thirds. Listen, you can put it in a band of three. You got the left side, the right side, and the middle. Listen, the left side and the middle went home. Well, nobody left but the right side. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Let's get this thing in perspective. Over two-thirds of the people returned because they were fearful. Listen, God is telling us throughout this message, do not fear. Do not be fearful. Do not look at the faces of the people. Do not be afraid. Do not be scared. Listen, because I am with you. This is what God is saying. But in this situation, God wanted to show forth his glory. Because it was too many people. And then they will come back and say, we did it. That's that pride, that pride is sneaky. We delivered the people. But God said, no, 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 first of all, all of them that are afraid, are fearful, first of all, tell them to go home. And two-thirds of them went home. Listen, let me tell you, the battle cannot be won if the soldiers are fearful. My God from Zion. If you are fearful, the battle can not be won. I've learned that. I was fearful at one point. But, honey, listen. I done experienced some things, honey, and that fear is gone. Let me tell you, the devil can't make me fearful. Why? Because I've seen the glory of God. I've seen the goodness of God in my life. I've experienced what God can do in the faces of witches and warlocks. I've seen what God can do when uh, the devil plant uh, uh, their... But see, I don't want to go there. We're not gone. We're not talking about the inside source. Let me let me reel myself in. Reel it in, Sister Allie Katz. But let me tell you, because we're going to go there <laughs> in the inside source. We're going to go there in that series. But I've seen God deliver me. I've seen God send his angels I've asked God to show me my angel. I've seen my personal angel standing in the corner of my bedroom. I've seen these things. Listen, ain't no devil in hell can make me fearful. Why? Because I've seen the glory of God. I've seen that my God is greater That my God is stronger. Yes, I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've witnessed it. With my own two eyes. When I wear glasses, I can see my own four eyes. I've witnessed it. Listen. We can't win the battle if the soldiers are fearful. People cannot be set free from demons if the minister is fearful. Come on, somebody. The ministers of God are afraid to cast out devils. Don't even get me started with that. People cannot be set free from demons if the ministers are afraid and fearful. The prophet will not prophesy if he fears the people. If he fears the backlash, if he fears the faces, if he's afraid of the faces, come on, somebody. God said don't don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be dismayed at how they're looking at you. Seriously? No. Get behind me, Satan, is what I say. Get. You foul spirit. Get. God says send the fearful and the afraid home. And listen, if you're fearful and afraid, we're not going to judge you. Come on, somebody. We've all been there. At least I know I have. I can't speak for everybody else, but I've been there. I've been in a place of being fearful and afraid. I'm not going to judge you. God just has to do some additional or, or is doing some additional or you need some additional work to be done on the inside of you. We're not on the same level we've not experienced the same things come on somebody so if you're fearful and afraid and you have to go home we're not going to judge you honey we're going to pray for you and we're going to be looking for you on the battlefield because we know you coming my god from zion just let us know you i'm coming y'all give me a little give me a minute give me a uh, oh my god from zion give me a little bit of time and i'm coming to the battlefield And I'm going to be ready. I'm going to have my battle clothes on with my sword in my hand. Ready to cut anything that does not look like God. Just give me some time. God got the work of work on the inside of me. So we're not going to judge you, honey. Read Judges 6. Chapter 6 and chapter 7 to get the full effect of what's being said about Gideon, God. the army. My God from Zion. What about David and Goliath? Come on somebody. Being strong and of a good courage. Listen, God told Moses, he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. Come on. We have many a cloud of witnesses round about us. There is no reason for us to back down and say, oh God, I don't want to accept the invitation. We have too many people to look at. Not only will God tell us what to do or what to say, He will also deliver us from our enemies. We have no reason to fear. My God, we're going to go to chapter chapter ten. We we about to get done with this thing. Chapter uh, verse ten. Come on, verse ten. The word says. Wait a minute. Did we miss some? We missed the verse. Yes, we did. We missed verse nine. Let's go back to verse nine. Verse nine said, Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. We're talking about Jeremiah. Jeremiah's talking. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. That's that that's that's um, we don't need to say any more to that. Verse 10, see. I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Listen, listen, guys, as we spoke of before. God's word is not always ice cream and cookies. It's not always ice cream and cake. Here, Jeremiah's message contained both judgment and restoration. God was judging the people because they were wicked, evil, serving idol gods and not serving God. The message contained judgment and it contained restoration. If you hearken unto the words of God, if you repent and turn from your wickedness. Listen, guys, my God from Zion, the Holy Ghost just brought it to me. Listen, on this very morning, I had two dreams, the exact same dreams. Dream. Different people, same dream. And at the end of those dreams, the Lord gave me the scripture. 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. Let's go there real quickly now. This is not a part of the the, um, the embrace the call. But it, it fits here in this particular area. And I went on social media and saw a woman of God quote the same scripture. And I was like, oh My God, if that is not a confirmation, two dreams, same thing, that's confirmation. And then the actual word that was given at the end and go on social media and see the one, a woman of God saying the exact same scripture, that's, that's double confirmation. My God from Zion. Listen, let's read it. Second Chronicles seven and 14 says, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Listen, this is King James Version. Then, now listen, let's, let's slow down for a minute. God said, If my people, number one, who are called by my name, so you call by God's name, so you're his people, okay? So let's 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 count this thing out. He said, if you shall, number one, humble, if they shall humble themselves, that's one, if they shall pray, that's two, if they shall seek my face, that's three and turn from their wicked ways. That's four things. That's four things that God is asking or four things that God um Is requiring of the people humble, pray, seek his face, or humility, pray, seek his face, and turn from their wicked ways. That's four things. Then the scripture says, Then God, God is speaking here, then I will one hear from heaven, then I will hear. From heaven, I will hear you. That's number one. After you do these four things, then I will hear you. Number one. And will forgive your sin. Number two. And will heal your land. Number three. So, in this scripture, we got four things that we need to do before God even hears us. Now, after he hears us, then he will forgive our sins, and then he will heal our land. Come on, somebody! God's message here for Jeremiah in chapter and verse ten contains both judgment and restoration. Therefore, the word must go forth to those who will listen and repent. Listen. And repent, humble ourselves, pray, seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. Repentance means turn, honey. A lot of people, when you hear the they hear the word repent and they get all out of shape about somebody saying you need to repent, repentance means turn. My God from Zion. Here the scripture saying, if we do these four things and we turn from our wicked ways, the Bible says, then God will hear us. Then he will hear us and forgive us and heal our land. My God from Zion, listen, there's a healing that needs to be in the land. I heard the woman of God, my God from Zion, I thank God for those that I follow and that I um, really highly respect. But the woman of God began to say about, uh, I can't really quote how she said it, but I think she said, a disease or something is coming in the land and what we need to do is pray. Repent. Repentance has to go forth. My God from Zion. This is what the scripture is telling us here in Second Chronicles 7 and 14. He said we do all these things, these four things. God will then hear us and he will forgive us of our sins. We repent. He's going to forgive us our sin and then what is he going to do? He's going to heal our land. He's going to heal whatever is going on in the land, whatever is going on, on the earth. He's going to heal it. Listen, honey, I don't want to get into it, but my dream was about disaster, about devastation in the earth. And God gave me this scripture. So there's something that we have to do. That's that preparation. That is what we have to do in order for God to change His mind. My God from Zion, we are woo, I done got way off on another uh message on something different. But listen, here in verse 10, remember God's word is not always ice cream. And Kate Jeremiah's message contain both judgment and restoration. Therefore, the word must go forth for those who will listen and repent it does not matter if God has called you the word must go forth why because there is a remnant out there that is going to listen to what you have to say and they are going to repent of their sins listen there are going to be those that do not listen and those that buck and those that kick against the prick and those that uh, just have uh uh Hey, just like the word of God say, their faces are going to be distorted. They're going to be make you feel like being dismayed. But listen, those are them. But there is a remnant. You're concerned or we are concerned about the remnant, honey. We are concerned about those that are going to listen, those that are going to repent. Listen, God knows the heart of every man. He does not want anybody to perish. He wants all men to come to repentance. But he also knows that not everybody is going to come to repentance. Listen, that's why he's separating the wheat from the tares and he's throwing the tares in the fire. My God, from Zion. I am. There is a remnant and we are concerned about that remnant. Therefore, the word of God must go forth regardless of what comes up against you. Answer the call. Embrace the call. Listen, you may hear it in my voice. You may hear the sincerity. I'm telling you, I've been down the road where I turned and, and ran from God. But honey, I am on the Lord's side. I am on God's side. And I am admonishing you. I am telling you. I am pleading with you. I am begging you. To answer the call of God, why? Because it is in your best interest. Number one, number two, because you are needed on the battlefield. There's so many that's sitting on the sidelines. The harvest is great, but the labors are few. There's so many standing on the side of the field, looking at the harvest, knowing that the harvest needs to be picked, it needs to be plucked, it needs to be pruned, it needs to be uh, uh, coming into uh, the storehouse. They know it. But no. They won't go out. They will send you out. And some of them. They won't go out. And they won't allow you to go out. Come on. We talked about that in the first episode. You got to listen to the first episode. To, to, to hear about those scribes. And those Pharisees. My God. From Zion. Oh my God. Listen. I'm so excited. I'm getting over excited. Let me calm myself down. Therefore, the word must go forth to those who will listen and who will repent. Listen, there is always a remnant. I don't care what the devil say, how he speaking unto your ears. You, your, your tongue is lazy and laxy like the devil told Moses. You can't speak well. Like the devil told Jeremiah, you too young. Like the devil told Timothy, you're young and the people are going to overrun you. Yes, but listen, there is a remnant that's going to listen to what you have to say. Somebody is going to listen to what you have to say. Somebody is going to repent for their sins and they're going to turn their life over to Jesus Christ. They're going to turn their life over to God because of what you Had to say, because you said, yes, God, I will go. Yes, God, I will say. Yes, God, I will speak. Yes, God, I accept the call. Yes, God, it's me. It's me, God. I will do it. Who will go? God said. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Isaiah. Say, I'll go, Lord. But we'll find that scripture. And I'll, I'll put it in the comments. Who said that? Anyway, to destroy the enemy's kingdom, David said in 2 Samuel twenty-two thirty-eight: I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them and turned not again until I had consumed them. Consumed, wounded, fallen, at their feet. David did not have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him like we do today, but he embraced the call that God had on his life. So therefore we must embrace the call. We don't want to be walking around not doing the will of the Lord when God has called us to do his will. Listen, God is telling all of these great men of God, we can read in the scriptures their story. God is telling all of these great men of God not to fear that he's with them. Don't worry, excuse me, don't worry about what you're going to say because I'm going to put the words in your mouth. The Holy Spirit is going to speak for you. So why are we afraid. Why are we not doing the will of God? Because all we have to do is set ourselves up for success. And how do we do that? We do the preparations. We do the praying. We do the studying. We do the reading. We do the singing. We do the listening to the music. We do whatever it is that is required by God to know what the Spirit is saying or speaking to the church. Listen, embrace the call embrace the call that god is calling you embrace the call yes we say yes to god but sometimes we hinder his will from being done in our lives for example we we pray lord make me a vessel worthy to be used by you but then we put up this big raised wall why because we're fearful of what the enemy is going to do for us. Listen, I'm telling you, I've been there. I've done that. You know, afraid to pray such prayers. Afraid to say, use me God, because I knew when I said, use me, Lord, that the devil was going to come afraid to say, Lord, I need patience. Why? Because I'm going to be put in a situation where patience is going to be needed. Come on, somebody, somebody ought to be able to be a witness with me that that is the fear of what the enemy will do because we answered or we said yes to God. Now, somebody might say, well, how do I embrace the call? Hmm? How do I embrace the car? Because this way is not working for me. God, where are you? I want to embrace the car, but uh, I don't know what's really going on. I, I am confused. Well, sometimes you have to reposition yourself. You have to change positions. You have to change your mindset, your way of thinking. You have to think outside of the box. Listen, you have to move one step to the left or even maybe one step to the right. You have to change strategies on the devil. You have to change your prayer routine, your worship routine. You have to face north instead of south. It's just that simple. You have to do something different in order to embrace the call. Listen, we can look at Zac- Zacchaeus if you will. He changed positions. We can find this in Luke 19. He was a man of small statue wanting to see Jesus. Jesus was coming along through the city and you know the great ca- crowd was about Jesus and he wanted to see Jesus. But he was of a he was a small man of small stature. So what did he do? Zacchaeus climbed in a sycamore tree so he can see over the people and he can see Jesus. And Jesus saw Zacchaeus in the tree and he called him out of the tree. My God from Zion and Je- and Zacchaeus abode or Jesus abode in the house of Zacchaeus. Yes, he did. It's just. That simple. If we are not prospering in whatever we're doing, we need to change our position. I'm not talking about moving from an even place, but I'm talking about moving from a desert place. Now, you might say, well, okay, how do I reposition myself? Well, ask yourself a few questions. You know, ask yourself, where are you? just like God asked Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden where where art thou Adam where you at Adam I'm not saying ask who are you no I'm not saying ask that I'm saying ask where am I at this point in time ask yourself questions like am I in position for God to use me Do I have the right mindset for God to use me? Am I looking through the eyes of the Spirit? Is it really about God or is it about me? Listen, my God from Zion. Listen, guys, in my notes, I had a personal testimony back in 2007. In my notes, it said... I realized, and I'm reading from my notes, notes from 2007, personal testimony, I realized it was about me. My pain, my anguish, my thoughts, my wants, my desires. Listen. Examples I was afraid to see even though I have somewhat of a singing voice. No, I'm not a blower, but I was afraid to sing. I was afraid to minister, afraid to talk to strangers. I was down and out about finances. I was too tired to pray, too tired to read the word. All of this, it was about me. It was about my thoughts, my wounds, my desires, my pain, my anguish. But according to this the the notes. (laughs) It said that I repositioned myself. Really, I decided to stand on God's word. Regardless, I decided to find scriptures that apply to every situation in my life and to refuse to be moved. Listen, listen, I got to be transparent right here. I got to be transparent right here. When I begin to read this particular line here in my notes i said to myself wow i should have took my own advice yes i should have took my own advice and maybe i wouldn't have went through some of the things that i went through over the years but listen the holy spirit just brought something else back to me my god from zion the god oh my god Well, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that for the inside source. I'm going to save that for the inside source. But, honey, God is moving. God is moving. And, listen, those of you that are praying for me, I thank you so much for your prayers. My God from Zion, God is moving for me both spiritually and naturally. And I can't wait to share what he's doing in my life. Listen, he just spoke to me today, just told me today uh, some things that I need to do spiritually (laughs) excuse me, to free myself, (laughs) excuse me, from the works of the enemy, from the, from the uh, the devices of the devil, from the strongholds of the devil. He told me this day, some things that I needed to renounce, denounce, uh, uh, disassociate myself from repent of this day. The Holy Spirit gave me some things, but we'll talk about that in the inside source. But I just wanted to share that how God is moving in my life, my God from Zion. And when I read this, I said to myself, I wish that I would have taken my own advice. Listen, we're going to jump down to verse 17. We're about to get out of here. Verse 17 begins to read. My goodness, we got to go back to Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 17 begin to read. Thou therefore gird up thy lions and arise and speak unto them all that I have commanded thee. But not be not dismayed at their faces lest, listen, lest I confound thee before them. Lest I do something to you in front of them. God said, gird up your lions. Gird means to prepare for action. Gird up your lions. Take up your clothing. Arise and speak unto them and speak unto the people all that I commanded. You speak The word that God has given you. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sing your song, honey. Do your dance. Do whatever it is that God has given you to do. Last excuse me he confound you before them unless he confused you unless God God is saying he was gonna do these things if you don't do what he has called you to do he said unless I confound you in front of them unless I confuse you in front of them I bewilder you in front of them I destroy you in front of them I break you in front of them listen you do not want to go down this road I am a witness been there done that god has broken me in front of the people my god from zion i am telling you answer the call <coughs> excuse me speak the word that he has given you share the gospel of jesus christ sing your song dance your dance uh, play your music uh uh do whatever uh twirl your flags whatever god has given you to do for him in the kingdom. Do it because you do not want to be broken. You do not want to be confounded. As the scripture begin to tell us here in verse 17, and I'm going to read it again. Thou therefore gird up thy lions and arise and speak unto them all that I have commanded thee. Be not dismayed at their faces lest I confound you before them, my God from Zion. My God from Zion, enough said. Let's go to verse 18. For behold, I have made thee this day a the city. I have made you a guarded city, a fortified city. I have made you a stronghold. And an iron pillar. I made you firm. I made you unyielding. I made you strong. I know what I placed on the inside of you. Come on, you can do this. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I am calling you to do it. I know what I placed on the inside of you because I made you. I know I've called you from your mother's womb from the beginning. I knew you. I foreknew you. Come on, i made you unyielding. I've made you strong. You can do it. And brazen walls against the whole land. I've covered you with copper. I've covered you with brass. I've put a shield about you, a fire wall round about you. Listen, you got on, y'all. You can put on your armor. Listen, God said, I did it. My God, from Zion against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. God said, I did it. He said, For behold, I have made thee. This day, I have done this thing. Don't you be afraid. You go forth and you do what I have called you to do. And 19, And they shall fight against you. Come on, somebody—they rebellious and stiff-necked. They shall fight against you. Oh yeah, they're gonna come up against you when you, when you preach the word of Jesus Christ. When you preach the word that God has given you. When you said, "Thus said the Lord." When you speak what the Spirit is speaking unto, unto the church. There are those that's gonna come up against you. Verse nineteen, and they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee. Thus said the Lord to deliver thee. Listen. Always go back. This is one of my favorite scriptures. That's why you hear me say it all the time. Many of the afflictions are the afflictions of the righteous. Listen. He's not talking about the sinner man, afflictions of the sinner man. He said the righteous, the one that's calling on the name of God, the one that's praying, the one that's fasting, the one that's seeking God, the one that's turning the other cheek. Listen, the one that's forgiving their enemies, the one that's praying for their enemies. My from Zion, he said many of the afflictions of the righteous, my people, your afflictions going to be many. But listen, I got you. I got your back. I'm your ride or your die. I got you. What does the scripture say? I will deliver you out of them all. Every last affliction that come up against you. Listen, he's telling God is telling Jeremiah in verse 19, and they shall fight against you. So you are to expect this. You are to expect affliction. But they shall not prevail against you. You ought to expect uh, things of the kingdom of darkness to come up against you. In my case, witches and warlocks and things of that nature. God said, expect that stuff to come up against you. But listen, I got you. I got your back. They're not going to overcome you. When you were ignorant, they they did. They had you bewildered. They had you confused. They had you broken. But now that you have come into the knowledge that I give you, mm -mm. they can't prevail against you. Why? Because I'm always there. I'm always telling you. I'm always making a way of escape. Yes, my God from Zion. They shall not prevail against thee for I am with thee. I God, G-O-D, capital G-O-D. I am with you. The making of the heavens and the earth. I am with you. I made them. Come on, somebody. He said, they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee, said the Lord, to deliver thee. And I'm going to add on there, to deliver us out of them. All, all those afflictions. All them their afflictions. God is going to deliver us. Just going to get a little bit a little ghetto all there. All of them their afflictions. God is going to deliver us. My God from Zion. This word is so good to my soul. You can find your place in God. The, there is a place. there a place called there. And T.D. Jakes talks about it in his book. Maximize the Moment. It is a place where your soul starts to sing. It is a place that God calls us to from the beginning. And how do we get there? Getting there is a feeling. Yeah, we feel this. What makes a true teacher is for them to teach. What makes a true singer is for them to sing. What makes a true preacher is for them to preach. And that is where I soul starts to sing because we are doing the things that God has placed on the inside of me. I know I am called to preach the word of God. Come on. I know that. I knew that from the beginning and honey, when I'm talking about the word right now, I can feel joy in my soul. That's what that place called dare is talking about. A place where your soul starts to sing. Therefore, if you are a true teacher, you're going to teach. If you are a true singer, you're going to sing and you're going to blow, sister, brother. Where you are a true preacher, you are going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are going to preach the word of God. Where you are a prophet, you're going to prophesy. Come on somebody. Oh my God. It is the passion that burns on the inside of you. It is that urge that we talked about in Episode one that God has placed on the inside of you. It is like a flame and fire. Jeremiah said it's like a fire shut up in my bone. I can't help myself. I have got to do it. Why? Because God placed it on the inside of you. The call that God has placed in you from the beginning, honey, it is a burning fire on the inside of you. Listen, I just want to say this to you and we are done for today. Embrace the call, my brother, my sister. Embrace the call. Embrace the call wherewith God is calling you. Listen, we got plenty of clouds of witnesses. We can look back on this word. We can listen back to this podcast. We can hear what the word of God has told us about different ones. Listen, God is looking for somebody in this 20th century to do his will. <coughs> He's looking for another Moses. He's looking for another Joshua they say to be strong, and be courageous. He's looking for him. Don't be fearful. Don't be afraid. He's looking for another one with that mindset. He's looking for another one with the mindset of Esther. If I perish, let me perish. I'm going to see the king. Why? Because my family is in danger, and I refuse to allow to Enemy to snatch them out of the hand of God. God is looking for another Esther. Yes, He is. He's looking for another Matthew. Listen, Matthew was a a a a tax collector. He was doing the work of the enemy against the Jewish people, against the people of Israel, against God's people. He was a tithes collector, so he was working. He was on the enemy's side. But listen, Jesus spoke a word into his heart that touched him deep down in his soul. He dropped the money chain bag and he Follow after Jesus. Come on, somebody. That's my. That's the alley cats. Ah, uh, come on, somebody. That's the alley cats version. But honey, Matthew changed his mindset and followed after Jesus Christ. God is looking for a Matthew. He's looking for a Timothy. He's looking for a Paul. Paul was Saul. Paul was uh, uh persecuting the church. Taking them, dragging them out their house and killing them. He's looking for somebody with that mindset. Is that you? Is that you? Jesus calling you. The Lord is calling you. God, the Father, Abba is calling you. Why? Because time is short and He needs you. He needs you to lay down my emotions, my feelings, my anguish, my pain, and do what he has called you to do and listen. He says he's gonna be there. He's gonna deliver. And on top of that, he's gonna bless. When we do the will of the Lord, he is gonna take care of us. Come on somebody, embrace the call. I am getting out of here. Thank you for listening to Sister Allie Cat's T, where we talk about all things church related. My name is Allison C. Holt and I am your host. Remember to comment, to like, to share, to follow the podcast My Gotham Zion Follow the ministry, Light and Darkness, L-I-T, my God from Zion. Look for my name, Allison C. Hope. And you'll find a host of things out there on the web, on the on social media sites for you to enjoy, for you to take a look at. I thank you again for those that are praying for me, those that listen to the podcast, those that has anything or any connection, I say. It, those that have any connection with me. That's a good connection because I know there's some devils, uh, there's some witches and warlocks. Listen to everything that I have to say. But listen, honey, the Bible just told me in verse 19 that, uh-huh, you're going to fight up against me. But what did the word say? The word say, but you shall not prevail against me. Why? Why can't you prevail? Because God is with me. My God from Zion, I love you guys. And I will talk to you soon. As a matter of fact, I am working on a series called Healing is the Children's Bread. Y'all pray with me as I get the uh, series together. Healing is the Children's Bread. We will be talking about the healing of God, the things of God when it deals with healing. In the midst of talking about the inside source. I love you. God bless you. And I will talk to you soon.